Welcome to Vital Force. I'm Paula. I'm Kelly. And I'm Krista. And we're three homeopaths inviting you to reconnect with your vital force. Join us each week as we share inspiring conversations that bring homeopathy to life, awaken your inner power, and strengthen your fullness. Healing begins within. I just feel like it just keeps getting more techy, like less human. Like how can we, how can we really nurture our connection with ourselves when mm-hmm. we are relying on a device to connect with ourselves? Like, mm-hmm. like biofeedback is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do a meditation and, and measure the temperature of your skin and yeah. see like, oh yeah, like my fingers are warming up. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing, but, but I think what's the energy behind it, right? Like that, that we're using for, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have my kids laugh because I don't have AirPods. I don't have a Apple watch or a, you know, Fitbit, or I don't have any of that stuff. And they don't love it obviously, because they want all of it. They, <laughs> they have invested their own money in things that I don't love, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's the relationship? Like it pulls you out of yourself. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's the relationship with these things, right? It's like AI. Like I was listening to a podcast. Um, I can't remember his name anymore, but he used to work for Google and he's a big um, tech guy. And now he talks about happiness. <laughs> and uh, he was talking about happiness on this podcast and, and he's done all this research on like what makes us yeah. happy, like how to be happy. And he is, I don't know if he has the app already or if he's working on it, but it's an app that basically uses AI to try and teach you how to be happy. So it's like you use it to facilitate happiness in your body and in your life. Um, And so he talks a lot about AI and he has a book. I don't know if it came out already. This isn't a very good reference (laughs) story, Um, but uh, his book is about AI, AI. And he talked about it on the podcast at the end about how Um, AI is whatever we feed it. And if we feed it hatred and evil and all of this bad stuff, it's going to be that. And so it's all about our relationship with it. The, the, whatever happens with it is dependent on how we behave with it and what information we give it. And, um, it was a really interesting thing because I think I was very scared of all this like AI robotic stuff before, And then hearing his perspective, I was like, oh, yeah, there is two sides to everything. And there Mm -hmm. is always a different option with how we engage and how we use things. Um, And his perspective was it's inevitable, like AI and technology is not going anywhere. It's going to inherently be a part of our life. How do we use it for good and, you know, have a good relationship with it? Um, So I don't know. I'm sitting with that with the Helian stuff, too, where like yesterday in our chat where we were like, okay, what's the trigger here? Why are we feeling, you know, triggered by this? And I'm very curious why I feel that way. And if it's um, more fear on my end than it is something else. And is there a way to engage with it in a positive way um, mm-hmm. and still stay connected to ourself, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and, and like we also in our chat, we're talking about, I think I can't disentangle all of the pieces of those kinds of things like there there are multiple aspects that Uh I find uh, 
that I, where I, I sense or feel my resistance. And one of them is, as I mentioned, like it's a business and somebody's trying to sell me something (laughs) and I have the thing with that kind of stuff where I'm like, you know, if somebody's trying to push me to buy something because it's going to be the thing that's going to make, you know, all the, like I had a client the other day. Um, what, what was her question? A potential client asking about, you know, she's done all the things and now she's found homeopathy, which happens to a lot, right? A lot of people come to homeopathy after that. And she, I think she was, you know, wanting to know, like, is this going to, is this going to do it? Is this going to be the thing? And I said, no, I said, it's going to be one of the things, right. But it's not going to be the only thing like there, it, it, what it, what it will do or can do is catalyze your awareness so that you can be more empowered to select the things that are supportive for you. So anyway, all that to say, like, whenever I get somebody like in my face going like, buy this, you know, do this. I'm like, it's not the thing. I felt the same way about, um, you know, we talked about protocols, similar kind of sense, I feel like is what comes up for me, a similar Mm -hmm. kind of feeling of resistance when somebody says you have to do medical medium or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing that's going to make all the difference. I'm like, no, no, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. I I think coming back, yeah, what makes sense to you? Like, you know, following all these diets and all these things, oh, I got to do it. And you don't, people aren't even, they're so disconnected that they're just following along and doing it Mm -hmm. because that's the next best thing. And that's the whole point, like you said, Kelly, at the beginning, the disconnect. Mm -hmm. And really it is, is it, again, the two sides of it, is it disconnecting us or is it bringing us closer to our bodily functions, you know? But again, it's the intent of how you're using it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm um, sure it can. I'm sure it can be a tool for awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're relying on that, then you are out of tune in a sense too, right? Like of sleeping and how many steps you need or all these things. Like, shouldn't we just innately know that? Like, but I think that's, it's so lost that we don't, unfortunately. I think, and you know, you, something you just said struck a chord because I do think one positive thing, I mean, I'm sure there are more, but one thing that's striking me is we all, I think, need some level of structure, you know, the boundaries, right? We talk mm-hmm. about boundaries all the time. Yeah. And these devices offer some kind of structure or boundaries for yeah. folks around like, okay, I know I need to set, I know I need to do X and this thing is going to tell me when I've done that, or if I haven't done that, and it provides that structure that, that we all need, you know, if, and some of us need more than others to be able to, you know, take good care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So to um, so there's that, right, about it that I think can be beneficial for folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyler's my Fitbit. He comes home from work and yells at me and tells me to go get food and move my body. And then I get up and I do it. Because <laughs> otherwise I just sit here and I just like I don't move for eight hours because I just zero in. So like, I yeah, I totally agree. Um, I feel like there's a there's a, a structure in my brain forming of like a three pillar, like a triangle, you know, of there's there's the tools that we use for healing and there's the the things that give us information about our body that are outside of our body like lab tests Mm -hmm. um bioresonance um 
I don't know, Fitbits, all these different mm-hmm. things. And then the third piece is our connection to ourself. And I feel like the problem, like, I think any tool can be good as long as those three pieces are being connected. But if yeah. we're missing that connection to self when we're using a tool based on uh, a calculation, like, oh, your iron's low, I'm going to give you iron. And we're completely ignoring the whole self, the individual, then that's not going to work. If we have a Healy that's telling us this is out of line, so do this thing, and we're completely disconnected from self, then it's not really getting the whole picture. Um, and I think that any tool can be good or bad, but I think they just, I, I don't know, that three yeah. pieces are coming to mind really strongly. I see this on a podcast or an Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> it's forming right now. <laughs> our, yeah, the Our Vital Force pod, uh, Instagram post for this podcast. Yeah. Definitely coming into or the fitbit the fitbit says i need ten thousand steps so i do ten thousand steps a day but if we completely ignore the human behind it mm-hmm. and we ignore that women have a cyclical energy yeah. cycle and that during their bleed ten thousand steps might not be the best thing for their body um then we're missing the whole picture absolutely and then you hear that you hear people in that i mean we do because we talk to people all the time, mm-hmm. you know, like that sense of like, no, I have to do this. I have to do this. Or like, there's just that, that absolute disconnect from wait, what, how does your body feel today? Mm-hmm. What does it need? What is like, what's the deep, the need underneath X, Y, or Z. But that's what's so hard, right? People don't know what that is because they're yeah. in their heads and that's so disconnected. Like that heart piece in your soul and your vital force, knowing your inner your inner authority versus the head talking is the noise. And I think that's what's so hard. There's literally a disconnect and it's like, what do I need? Like, I think I need this, but I don't know if I need that. You know, I think, I don't know. And, but in, in those situations, when that disconnect is there, I don't think these devices are helpful is what like, right. Because then they're not, they're not, they're not nourishing that, that reconnection. Connection. It made me think of, because um, I keep this and I haven't used it. So this little thing, and it's the heart math one. Oh, yeah. Which, again, it's like technical and it's like, you know, I love it, but, and I haven't used it. So I need to start using that again from our conversation earlier, but it does, it sends, it's just detecting your heart rate. And when you're in heart coherence mm-hmm. and it's, you hook it up to your phone and an app and it will show you when you're breathing in the three different spots. So I'm like, you know, I'm thinking that whole time you guys are talking about that little piece that I'm like, that's interesting because it helps you slow your breath down. But again, the intention behind it is to help me get into my heart coherence versus exactly. using it to put me in that, you know, like I'm doing the work and it's just getting, and again, back to the biofeedback essentially, but it's pretty cool. And again, all these electrical things and um, apps and what have you certainly can be helpful. But yeah, I think are you seeking for it to do the work for you essentially and tell you or help you connect back to that knowing yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think too, I don't know enough about the Healy, but I think it actually sends healing current. Like it, you put in like allergies or something like that. And then it actually does healing, like sending those yeah. electrical matches to help heal yeah. the body. Right. Yeah, it does a scan and identif- identifies what you need, yeah. and then you can run the program. Yeah, to give it to you, <clears throat> which is very interesting. 
like I'm fascinated by it and yeah it doesn't feel like again we're electrical beings right, right? like we're energetic so that makes yeah. sense versus yeah. taking medication at the physical level it's missing the whole picture it's still missing the whole picture yeah, yeah. It feels I, like running a lab test or seeing a set of symptoms and saying Kate you need this medication or you need this yeah. thing um and it and I don't mean to say that you can't have the self-connection when you're using it yeah there's lots of different ways to use it to yeah maybe it's just emphasizing it has to be intentional I feel like there's a there's a part of me that feels like I remember one of my when I was growing up and I, we were probably older, high school, college, I don't know. But one of my friends, her parents were like, they would never go to the ATM. They would never go through like an electronic checkout line or any of that stuff. They're like, what What happened to the people? Where are the humans? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I'm turning into that. Like, well, that's, I'm totally. going to be that 80 year old person yeah. that's like, I'm not using this thing. Like what, what <laughs> happened to the day when we all talk to each other, you know? I mean, you, you can go back to just thinking of, I was just having a conversation with when I toured my kid's new school yesterday, where the teacher was saying like, you know, kids more and more, they don't know how to talk to each other. They don't know how to talk to adults. They text. That's all they do. They only know how to, you they don't know, know how to write, like writing with a pen. <laughs> So I, it's funny because I just feel like I'm one of these like I'm an I'm an antiquated like I don't know elder who's like oh, I hear you like this grumpy old woman <laughs> I'm not coming to these changes I know well it's like you go to Target or Walmart or the grocery store and there's no one working it's all the self checkouts and again it's like no yeah. I know no humanness <laughs> yeah and I think I don't know yeah how do we I feel like this is very similar to the last episode we did. I know. This, but um, the like, how do you bring connection back into it? And I think in, in medicine, that's like, we all know the power of actually connecting with a human for our healing and how different it is compared to like homeopathy. The, the remedies aren't the, me- they're, they're not the whole medicine. You know, when we mm-hmm. treat ourselves and we give ourselves a remedy, totally, totally different from sitting down with a homeopath and being witnessed mm-hmm. and having a conversation and getting their feedback and all of those things and then them choosing a remedy for you energetically it's completely different from taking it yourself like I've had like I've seen a homeopath and I've taken that remedy prior to seeing them I've done this many times where I take the remedy and then I go see my homeopath and they prescribe the same remedy and it feels completely different (laughs) and I don't know why but it is and I think that that can't be discounted as part of the healing modality. Because there's a reason that people choose Krista versus Kelly versus me, right? Mm-hmm. Like many of our clients probably look at yeah. all three of us and decide which right. one feels the most aligned yes. because we all carry our own frequency. Absolutely. I That was another conversation I had with a, a potential client yesterday when I said, this medicine isn't just about the remedy you take. Mm-hmm talking about all of those, you know, like I said before, like the other things that, that you may do, like homeopathy, isn't the only thing. And I said, it's not just the remedy. There's this partnership. There is the whole philosophy and approach that goes along with it in homeopathy. There there's a whole, there's a whole worldview, right? You could say, and it's, it's about shifting into that space, not just 
popping the, the little pellets, but shifting into that whole space, that energetic space, mm-hmm. um, living more homeopathically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, Rosie's post about dosage and her son taking the remedy once every minute for like 10 minutes or something? Oh. Um, it was, it was, I don't remember what it said exactly, yeah. but she told a story about how her son had, I think, a fever and she grabbed a remedy for him and she offered it to him and he wanted to take a dose every minute and he did it for about 10 minutes. And then after 10 minutes, he was totally fine, like just completely mm-hmm. better. And he's quite little, I think like one or two or something. Um, and that was so cool to me that that story, because I thought, that really encompasses a lot of what homeopathy is, where it is really like that's connection to self. He was connected to his body and said, Oh, I need another one. Oh, I need another one. And I don't think any homeopath would be like, take it every minute for 10 minutes that we wouldn't yeah. think of that, but that is self connection. And that's part of the healing is being able to mm-hmm. engage with the remedy that way it means that you can engage with your food that way, which means you can engage with your exercise and your relationships. And you know that yes, this person feels good and I want to spend more time with them or no, this person makes me feel terrible and I need to change that relationship. Yeah. Um, and that that's what health is. That's the goal. And I think homeopathy is a good tool because it fosters that kind of connection. And I think the obviously the energetic and tapping to yourself, but then the energetics of the medicine, which gives mm-hmm. off a frequency. When you use the word frequency, that I love that because- Exactly. Like, you know, and you resonate what, you know, I've had clients too. the, well, and the self-awareness that happens in a consult, mm-hmm. you know, that truly the healing does begin. And it's the most beautiful feedback ever is like, wow, you know, they haven't even, I haven't even decided on the remedy yet. And the healing has begun because of that connection to themselves that we facilitate. And obviously we have to resonate, they have to resonate with us and vice versa to get that connection going. Um, but then, yeah, the medicine itself, holding the frequency or, or of anything, like you said, food, p- other people, we're all frequencies, right? Vibrating. And when you are in tune, you can, you're attracted or, rep- or you know, not to things. Yeah. And I think even those devices, it's electrical and, you know, that and energetic, but again, it's missing that soul piece of the whole embodiment of the vital force, really like our souls. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is the most powerful thing. It's we were already talking about the partnership and the the power in that initial session and everything. But I just feel like what you were saying Krista even was bringing to light you know from a from a nervous system perspective. We in that realm of the world, there's so much talk and conversation around like co-regulation. There's Mm -hmm. so much talk about like, you know, it's, it's with people that we, we come into this world and like, literally we cannot, we cannot do it alone. We're babies. We are, we need connection. We need touch. We need all of that. Mm -hmm. And then the way that we are made unwell for, I don't know why those words are the words that came out, but it's usually related to some disconnect that often begins with another person Uh and and then with ourselves. And 
the way that that heals so often is in the presence of another person, whether it's those that are closest to us or a therapist or what have you, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't think, I, I don't think it's possible to heal in isolation. I don't know, yes, but I just don't think it's possible. And I think, you know, it's, we joke about, Krista and I have joked about like, oh yeah, like we're just going to like leave, leave our house and, you know, get away from it all and (laughs) really feel great. Right. Like you just, you don't have kids, you don't have all, all the things, right. Husband, house, all that stuff. But the thing is like, I could, I, I could go off and live on a desert Island and I could probably say, oh my gosh, like all of my symptoms are gone. And this is, you know, X, Y, Z feels so great, mm-hmm. but it's, it's those relationships and those connections that show me where I still have healing to do mm-hmm. and what catalyze the healing. Mm-hmm. And so I know this is kind of a long about roundabout way of saying, like, I just, maybe that's part of it for me too, of why I'm so resistant. Like it's taking us away from the other, the, the other people, the human connection, not just, we talked about connection with ourselves, but connection with others. Mm-hmm. And that's just such an important piece of, of our healing puzzles. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that made some sense. No, 100%. <laughs> I did. I that was good. And yeah. like the, the isolation piece, um, I think of anxiety, like anxiety was one of the big symptoms that I had mm-hmm. to flow through throughout my life. And the desire and anxiety for me was always to be by myself, to avoid, to just not do the things. And we've all talked about the avoid, you know, the avoidance of doing courses and the avoidance mm-hmm. of doing the things that we really want to do, but they're so scary. And it fuels that symptom like that fuels whatever you're experiencing it's a suppression of self and I think isolation is much the same where if we avoid our triggers yeah it feels better but we're creating a bubble of safety that doesn't allow for growth or joy Um, I guess like food I mean you could take that isolation piece and apply it to anything we avoid all the foods that make us feel bad. Great. But are we healing so that we can get those foods back in our diet soon? I feel like you shared, Paula, a long, 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 long time ago. Maybe it wasn't you, but a, like a, a thing on Instagram about like, are you really, are you healing or are you just distracted? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you distracting yourself or something like yeah. that? Where it's like, yeah. are you, or are you really just, have you put yourself in a bubble so so that you can feel good because nothing out, out there feels safe or what have you. And I, I just had this conversation with somebody, so many, most of my most last clients over the last month have mold illness of some variety. And we were talking about that. Like I can feel this, this is her saying, I can feel okay. If I don't go in, go, don't go anywhere. I've got myself this bubble that works. Right. And so I feel okay, but that's not, that's not wellness. That's not vitality. No. Well, that was like Tyler's whole post-concussive syndrome was agoraphobia. And Mm -hmm. it, he felt great when he was at home with me. (laughs) He was happy. He was normal. I like, that was the Tyler I knew, but he couldn't live his life. He couldn't do anything. And it, he had like, forever I am just like amazed by how he has healed himself because you look at that and you have to face your triggers and it starts with 
taking 10 steps out the door, regulating mm-hmm. yourself, saying I'm safe, I'm good, I'm okay, and then going home and feeling safe and being okay, and then going 15 steps out the door. And um, and then leaning into connection. He like he you can't live your life without connection to other people. Like you you just he was going to deteriorate in a different way if we did that. Yeah. If we avoided it. When I look at people with chronic illness, that's the biggest thing. The first thing that goes is connection to other people because yeah. it's so hard when you're when you're in pain and you don't feel like you can express that you're in pain or people can't see it. Um, but those also become the most healing spaces for us, I think, mm-hmm. because of the connection. Yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of isolation in, in feeling unwell. Mm-hmm. So much of that, I that's not a whole topic of another podcast, I suppose. There's so much, um, I think, shame that I'm hearing in my, I mean, and I've experienced myself too, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm hearing and hearing from my clients, you know, around, especially as moms, you have to, like, you feel like you have to hide what you're experiencing so that your kids don't suffer or don't feel it. And that makes sense. And it's also, um, I feel it's isolating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think too, the opposite, just hearing you say that, like how, sometimes people need to be with others to avoid being by themselves. Oh yeah. Feel what's coming up. Right. Like that's still so strong. Like the busyness of our world, the go, 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 because when you slow down, that's not, that doesn't feel safe, you know, or comfortable because there's so much inner trauma or stuff or things, you know, so we want to numb out and keep busy. And um, in that sense too. I love that you, up Krista because I think that goes back to like knowing yourself and being aware of what is your pattern what do yeah, you do yeah. exactly yeah back to connection of but the awareness I guess but people aren't a lot of people aren't aware that they're even doing that like they just go 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 or avoiding they don't want to go out or and you know, why you know yeah it's coming up I'm laughing because of our conversation about how burnt out we feel in our businesses. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm avoiding everything with my business. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like procrastinating too. It's like, yeah, so much. Yeah. It was yeah, funny. Really good point. Two days ago, I think, I don't know, something like there's some hard things. And it, I remember walking up the stairs and I was, I had all these, other things in my mind of to what to do. And um, I wanted to meditate and blah, blah, blah. And then I sat down and I'm like, nope, I'm going to work on this course because <laughs> it was just like a distraction. But I yeah. constantly knew, I said, I need a distraction right now. That's all this is right now. Thanks for listening to Vital Force. You felt inspired by this podcast. Please like, subscribe and share with someone you love. If you have thoughts or feedback, feel free to send us a message. We'd love to hear from you.